is full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. Welcome back to Short Bus Cinema. This is episode number six. And boy, have we got a humdinger for you today, man. So uh, if you don't know already, if you've not been listening and you're new to the show, I'm Rick, one of your hosts. And with me is my buddy, Mr. Johnny Krug over there. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, guys. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) I just had to give it that rock and roll thing because this movie is so, like, metal. <laughs> Mainly because of all the cars, all the salvaged cars in it, not because it's actually like rock and roll metal. Oh, There's boy. just a lot of actual metal in this movie. Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> so if you're new to the show, what we do is we're on the search for the worst movie ever made, and we get a lot of recommendations. This one was actually recommended to us from from my good buddy Rob uh, Rob Pollock. He sent this stinker to us and uh, said we need to check it out. And uh, he was pretty dead on the money with this one. It's it's uh, it's not good. <laughs> Again, again, it was another movie I hadn't seen, so it was cool to watch it. I, you know, I get I get really confused, especially doing a slasher podcast, because I've done so many movies that have had blood in the title. You know, there's, there's so many. Uh, there's Blood Rage, uh, Blood Salvage, the Blood Sisters. It just goes on and on, especially in the '80s. Right. And so when I heard Blood Salvage, I was thinking, have I seen that? And then I read the synopsis. I'm like, no, I've I've not seen that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to dive into this one. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a short break and be ready to unload this crapper on you. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Get out of the way! Dude, do you want to see something really scary? Like when you're sitting at home late at night reading some scary story or something and the dog just hops up and like we runs out of the room for no reason. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> check under the bed at that point. <laughs> so who said it best? Rob Zombie or Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Welcome to Bright Night. Hey, this is Billy. And this is Scott. And this is a scary dad podcast. <laughs> Join us as we talk about all things scary. Imagine, dude, if you were still conscious for a few seconds, knowing your head was no longer attached to your body. So, have you ever played around with a Ouija board? You know, no, I haven't. And in, like, true poltergeist fashion. It was built on a graveyard. Man, if it's scary, cool, or something we find just plain interesting, we talk about it. Every Monday, available on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at scarydad.com. Groovy. 
And now for our feature presentation. All right, everybody, welcome back. So, yeah, we're going to tackle the 1990... I want to say classic, but it is not a classic by any means. But the uh, the movie that was made in 1990 called Blood Salvage. That's right, folks. Not Blood Savage. Blood Salvage. So, uh... The, the trick is in the title. So uh, well, also, also one letter can uh, one letter is the chance you know the possibility of you watching a good or a bad movie. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it actually surprisingly has a four point nine on IMDb, which to me is shocking. That's kind of high for this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't give it that. No, I, honestly, when I look at movies like this, especially in the past when I've done movies that I've actually liked that are not good, they've got like 2.3s and stuff, and this one's way way worse than those movies. This movie is uh, written and directed by Tucker Johnston, who, from what I can tell, only did this and a movie called Secret Games 3, which, based on the cover art, looks like something you see on Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain that's what it was, and then uh, he just kind of faded into, into obscurity. Well, that'll do it for you. <laughs> I mean, well, usually, that, that usually, was done four years later. Usually, you start in that area and then work your way up. And like here, he started in horror and took the step back. It's it's hard to pull back out of that ditch, man. That actually makes sense with this movie too, with the whole the cars flipping and stuff. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of ditches in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, I'll tell you this: you talk about uh, Rex. The the opening font on this movie wrecked me. I, I don't know if it was the... It, I saw a copy on YouTube that was transferred from Laserdisc, and I don't know if it was the transfer or what, but I was having... It was like the it was like the red font they were using. Right. It was almost like burning a hole in my eyes. Like, I, I was literally squinting trying to figure out what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's you know, again, it, it sets up the movie perfectly. So, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, again, you were talking about how it got rated on IMDb, but... It's got to be because of some of the people that are in this as far as actors' abilities. And I, th- I know it wasn't John. I know John John Saxon. Oh, oh you should want the actor. Okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were going to say, like, the actors themselves. You're like John Saxon's rating the movie on, uh, on home. <laughs> on IMDb at home. Well, <laughs> John Saxon is John Saxon. I mean... Uh, I'll always love him, but you know, come on. We we know that uh, he's made some some crap fest. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm still just baffled that it got a a almost <laughs> almost half rating of of uh, where I would put it, really. But uh, but yeah, we'll dive into this. So, like you said, starting off, man, you got this couple cruising down the road in the car, and they kind of get ran off the road, and. Uh, <laughs> Why the Death Race 2000 car? Right, yeah. I mean, it's got this grid on the front with some spikes sticking through it. So he decides just to ram people in the rear end and run them off the road. And come to find out that it's all a setup because this tow truck comes right afterwards and hooks up to them and takes off with them. And then you get this weird Jesus voiceover. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Lord said on that day that thou shalt take the tow truck and pick up that car. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's not what they say, but it might as well have been, because it makes no sense. The explanation seemed like a prequel to Saw. <laughs> really? Because, I mean, <clears throat> he's talking about how all these people have all these disabilities, and they, they, these kids have cancer, and they don't get this peace in their life, but then you have these people who are horrible people that live forever and never have to deal with that, and how he wants to make them pay and punish them. 
And overall, I don't think a lot of that really comes back. I mean, it does a little bit in the movie, but it's kind of, once we get further into what they're actually doing with these people, it's kind of a backseat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tried to do this weird religious twist on it to make you scared of religious people or whatever, but this guy's just a fruitcake, man. I don't think they execute it properly. Not, not at all. But uh, breaking out of that... That's my favorite. Yeah, me too. I, I don't... Uh, there's no explanation for what happens next, except just because. <laughs> but uh, there's a... It, it goes to a county fair, right? Out in the middle of nowhere. You get the, the Ferris wheels and all that stuff that's going on. Little small town in Georgia. And they're having a talent contest, a beauty talent contest, really. At first, you're not for sure that's what it is. It looks like just a talent contest because, you know, this girl's playing the piano or whatever, and the parents are all excited and stuff. But lo and behold, it's not a talent contest. It's a beauty contest. Now, while this is going on and and the girl's playing the piano, which I will say, some of the worst fake piano playing I've ever seen. It's really, really yeah, bad. I mean, she had no idea what she was doing. No, no. While that's going on, I, I love her mom looks at her and goes, remember to make eye contact. I'm like, make, is, is that the reason she didn't win before? Is because she just didn't look at anybody at the end of the performance, just put her head down and like foamed at the mouth or something? I mean, <laughs> remember <laughs> eye contact. Oh, I'm like, she was playing the piano. She can't make eye contact. She's playing the piano. <laughs> you expect her to get, be Liberace or something? I mean... I love the beauty contest from Deliverance. <laughs> this is awesome. You have the... She's, she's the hottie on wheels, April. She's kind of the central character of this movie, which you don't know immediately, but uh, I'd I take her for a spin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because of the wheels and all? Yeah. yeah. Picking up what I'm throwing down. But, no, but she... Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that it shows her parents cheering for her, but you see the people in the front and, you know, that are cut. They're just, it seemed like everybody was a little uneasy there. And maybe it's because the, the tow truck guy was there and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course everybody in the but, crowd, uh, kind of, everybody in the crowd kind of looks like the dude that's in the Texas chainsaw, the guy that's sitting outside the store and staring at the sun. <laughs> oh yeah. The whole crowd kind of looks like that guy. So there's not much to pick from, but yeah. But wow, that's going on. You got Dale Earnhardt, who's the guy that's driving the car at the beginning of the movie. It runs everybody off the road. And uh, he's cruising the parking lot. <laughs> In this car, it's kind of a bad ripoff of the General Lee. And uh, he's just cruising up and down. And uh, then it cuts back into her, you know, <laughs> the best part. Oh, my Lord. The bathing suit competition. <laughs> now, beauty contest girl in a wheelchair in a bikini competing against other girls that are all you know not handicapped what would have made this interesting if it was a handicapped beauty contest so that's going to be in the movie that we make (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm ready for that i think i think we can we can uh one up them or maybe two up them (laughs) yeah man come on i mean you got a, a a chick in a beauty contest in a bikini contest in a wheelchair. You can't make that crap yeah, the up, whole, man. The, the whole thing, see, yeah, it seemed really unreal. It seemed almost like, uh, it seemed like I was watching something that I would almost dream about. 
not a weird way, but something that would just creep into my <laughs> weird dreams. It's almost like something that would be like a Tales of the Crypt episode or something. Because the weird because music. Because it's so surreal. Yeah, and the lighting and the way it was done is like, yeah, this is really odd. But yeah. I, I love the next scene. I The, the, the scene where... <laughs> The, the scene where Cletus has to box a blindfolded boxer who I thought my mom was joking when she said this and then I had to rewind it but it's Evander Holyfield <laughs> yes <laughs> I had to rewind it because I thought she was joking no yeah Evander Holyfield's in this movie and work, working part time in a county fair blindfolded so people can come up and, and punch him and you know fight him blindfolded and if you I don't know if you last so many minutes or so many seconds, you get 50 bucks or whatever. I don't know. It was lame. It was just a way to say, hey, I know Evander Holyfield. We can get him in the movie. That was Dale Earnhardt, that was Dale Earnhardt right, that, that punched him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy looks like Dale Earnhardt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then at the same time, he goes out in the parking lot. And, and Mr. Tow Truck Guy, the, the Jesus voiceover guy, and Dale Earnhardt kind of get into a, a little argument. And it kind of sounds like this. This is what you're in for, folks. Why didn't you finish the job? I got jumped by the parking lot police. They dang near killed me. I reckon you know you're going to be out here all night. I won't take the girl, and I'm going to have her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got jumped by the parking lot police. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got killed. <laughs> Almost got killed. Killed. Yeah. <laughs> He's Scottish, I guess. <laughs> Almost got killed. <laughs> this whole scene, yeah, just is it's just insane. Uh, but uh, after this is when they cut to John Saxon's family in their RV heading back. I guess it seemed like they were going state to state in competition, didn't it? I guess so. It's probably a you know a route that everybody goes on these, these certain conventions. This week's in so and so. The next week's in Sarasota. You know that kind of thing. And they're just making the rounds, competing because that's oh, what girls. That's some dedication, man. That's what girls in wheelchairs do. It, again, it's just uh, there's no logic to this whatsoever. And I'm not I'm not dissing people in wheelchairs. I'm just saying that you know you may have other things to to focus on, or your family may need to work. For a living, instead of drive around an RV. <laughs> I am dissing her parents though because I didn't see any ramps on that RV. <laughs> <laughs> the eighties, man, we made them tougher back then. Oh man, this is this is great though because they break down. It's like, the, how does the tire blow out? Anyway, well, I thought they, they loosened the lug nuts on the front wheel. That's that's what oh, Dale okay. Hunter was doing out there in the parking lot. They get in an argument and this happens. Peace on you, old man. Peace on you. <laughs> <laughs> He has a lot of piss talk in this movie, too, by the way. (laughs) A lot more than I'm comfortable with in a movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the R. Kelly story, so you'll have to do something different there. So the wheel falls off, and again, just like always, out of nowhere, you know, you got Dale Earnhardt that flies by, and then the tow truck shows up. Y'all having trouble with your car and all that kind of stuff? Oh, y'all messed up that axle. We're going to have to haul you in. So they haul the RV back to the place, and right there on the sign... A dead giveaway. It actually says Blood Salvage <laughs> on the sign because it's a salvage company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the sign says Pain and Body instead of Paint and Body. Pain and Body. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a bad attempt at trying to be clever. 
<laughs> That's funny. I, and I think a lot of the dark humor was lost. I mean, this. I, I know some of the parts later, especially with the uh, the brothers, the sons, we're actually going to see a lot of attempts at humor. But I think most yeah. of it was just lost on me. <laughs> well, it, again, it's because really when it comes down to it, you just don't care. <laughs> it just gets to where some things are so stupid. You're just like, yeah, I'm totally out of it now. So, yeah, but, they, they told me in and... You get some foreshadowing because the little kid, the, the younger brother that's in this family, which we haven't even talked about, but he's just a normal little, you know, 10-year-old kid or whatever, running around, gets out, and they focus on this important part of the story, a big trash compactor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, so you're in the back of your mind, and you're going, okay, this is going to pop back up later on for sure. But it's also around the same time they're introducing the alligator, too. <laughs> right. So, like, it seems like there's a lot of things that they introduce, but uh, the alligator one actually does come back several times. Yeah. The uh, the compactor, not so much, because the whole thing was weird. It's, it's like the kid runs off with him, and then the dad and the mom and sister are just kind of hanging back. <laughs> and then there's the whole scene of, Daddy says dinner ready, and uh, John Saxon decides to go in and use the phone. And when he walks in to use the phone, he looks around on the wall, and there's all these newspaper clippings of his daughter in the wheelchair where she's doing this tour, I guess, on these events. So we're starting to figure out a little bit of this so-called story. (laughs) Where the tow truck guy, who I can't even think of his name here at the moment, uh, it's Jake. This guy's infatuated with this daughter, and... As the story goes on, like it really means anything, but yeah, he's he's infatuated with the daughter. So John Saxon's picking up the phone. He looks over and he sees like and he's like, "What you you? What's with all these pictures, of my daughter?" And uh, you get your typical uh, formaldehyde on a rag over the face. Knock John Saxon out, right? That's the trend for the next several people of the family. They pretty much do that to everybody except the girl that's in the wheelchair. She's still out in the RV. I'm I'm not a parent, so I can't really say for sure, but. It seems to me, just as a human, that it took John Saxon a little too long to respond to all those clippings. So, like, he's yeah. sitting there for 30 seconds just looking at him, and I'm like, I, maybe you're in shock, but at the same time, I would be furious. I'd be like, what in the hell's going on? Exactly. But it, it takes him a little bit of time. The uh, I did like the scene where they chloroform the mom, though, because <laughs> the, uh, the mom actually, she runs around for a little bit, and... She, it's it's almost like Beetlejuice when they are about to like Barbara is about to run outside and go and be on Saturn, except for she runs outside and there's an alligator sitting on the steps, so she has to turn around and she turns right back into a rag of chloroform. Right. And the next, so now you've got down to what I consider to be the name of another movie we could put together called Handicap with a Shotgun. And uh, <laughs> I called her I called her wheelchair Winona. <laughs> and you kind of get this classic scene. Oh, now. There's no need for violence. What have you done to my mother? Done to her? (laughs) You heard that scream, huh? You don't like mice much, does you? That laugh, man. (laughs) Done to her. (laughs) He was like, he practiced the, like, epitome of the evil villain laugh. And then you got Dale Earnhardt, who who turns into a pirate all of a sudden, because he says... Get away from the window, Roy. Let me get your shotgun, Diddy. I'll take care of her. <laughs> her. This guy, this guy, it seems like he watched a few Bill Mosley performances, mainly as Chop Top, oh. and was like, I can do that, but get, but he couldn't do it. He, he did not pull it off very well. No, no, no. I mean, it, it's, it's a bad attempt. This is 
probably where they fall flat as far as trying to make some people intimidating in the movie, and this is the best they've got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's weird because he's almost the only entertaining thing in the movie, but he sucks. Yeah, I mean, because we haven't talked about him yet, but the, the other brother, I just... Every time he was on screen, I just was like, "Wow, this is just—I don't know if it's in poor taste or I'm just—I'm just not liking this." Yeah. But yeah. but this one though, yeah, like Dale Earnhardt, he, when he was on screen, at least he was saying—I mean, he used the word "horror" a lot. But besides that, he—I mean, he was pretty entertaining. They get the girl out of the wheel, out of out of the RV, and pretty much knock her out. They lock her in a room, and then Roy, which is the other bro- brother we're talking about, and he's slow, of course. I mean, you got to have one that's really slow. It's almost like. And you nailed it while ago because you said Chop Top, but these three together feels like the family from Texas Chainsaw 2 or something like that. You know, Backwoods. I really of, think that's what they're going for, man. Yeah, I think so, too. So you got the one that's kind of slow, and and uh, she convinces Roy, which is the slow one, to go get her wheelchair for her. And then she starts snooping around in the bedroom. <laughs> and... <laughs> Finds this knitting needle, big long knitting needles, right? They come in to take her and uh, do some work on her, I guess you would say. And she stabs Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt in the arm with the knitting needles, and of course he freaks out and. You ain't no fun, anyways. <laughs> you just wait till later. When Diddy goes out, I'm gonna come back up here with my needle nose pliers. <laughs> And really teach you a thing or two. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we didn't even we didn't mention it yet though. But um, this family's harvesting organs to sell on the black market pretty much that's, that's yeah. kind of what I got from them. except for they're they're kind of the like the dollar tree of body parts because <laughs> when the guys they're talking to him later he's telling them you know I'll give this to you for $40 and this for an extra 10 I'm like what these are organs <laughs> what are you these are the most discounted organs that I've ever heard of even on the black market you could get organs I mean they, they really were like the dollar tree of organs and the thing about it too and this is where they're trying to get all creepy on you and freak you out but He's got all these bodies of people laying around. And either he's just pulling, you know, organs that won't completely kill you and keeps you there, you know, to either get more organs as you go along or whatever. But while he's operating on somebody, he's got an overhead mic. <laughs> and he's quoting scripture while he's cutting on somebody and makes everybody there respond to what he's saying, you know, or say amen. <laughs> so that's where they're really trying to make this creepy, but it's really not creepy at all. It's just really lame. Well, it, it is really lame, but also I will say this. I don't know how creepy they were trying to make it because they did flash to one of the people tied up down there they're experimenting on, and it was Elvis. I saw that too, man. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. He even does there like was, a ho oh, 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 or something. Well, even later, like I think he does it twice in the movie. I think the first time and then later when Sa- John Saxon escapes, they make him do something like, oh, right, <laughs> like, yeah. really, people? You're trying to be serious? Uh, and that's what I've got next. John Saxon breaks free. When he broke free, though, I thought he was there on the property. And so the next day when the sheriff shows up and he's talking real stern with Jake, I thought, you know, like he'd talked to John Saxon. I guess I assumed at that point John Saxon had left instead of saved his family, and right. which he did. Yeah. Which to, to me is like, wow, dude, really? But uh, so John Saxon just hightailed it out of there. He, he was found on the road by the sheriff. But then you find out right after this that the sheriff 
is in on it. So you know, he just gives them right back to Jake. Yeah, so it's, it's again, it's the Texas Chainsaw. People are involved that shouldn't be involved. And, and I said this to Johnny while watching it, is it's, it's really an attempt to make Texas Chainsaw 2 mixed with Motel Hell. Because it's got that kind of feel to it where they're harvesting, you know, the body parts and all this stuff. And it, it's a it's a poor attempt for more, for both. And, you know, Motel Hell's oh, yeah. a classic, but it's not great either. But it looks like a masterpiece to this one. <laughs> this movie has no Dennis Hopper and has no Fritters, so <laughs> right. you're, you're pretty much not getting any of the, the good stuff here. And then, you, for the first time, I mean, you're you're an hour into this movie, and for the first time, you see a little bit of blood, and this one, they're, they're taking John Saxon's liver out, and it looked like some Chili's baby back ribs. It didn't even look like a liver. <laughs> and it's just like, man, what is going on with this movie? Well, I also like the when they're when they're taking it out. He tells him to he tells him to put it in like the ice chest or the the fishing chest with ice, and then he tells the other brother to go get fishing line to sew him back up. Right. So, and, and I'm thinking like for people who hurt, maybe that's why they're so cheap. Maybe they're just not good at keeping the organs in well in like good condition. I can only assume. I can only assume if you're keeping it in the same chest, you keep worms and <laughs> trout. It's probably not gonna be the best kidney. No, no, probably not. So, <laughs> but. Yeah, man. <laughs> After that, you get where Jake comes into the to the room where where our our hero is, or the person we're following, the girl in the wheelchair, and uh, he unties her. And uh, he's been doing some little things to her already. He's he's done these injections or whatever. So he's trying to ironically help her. You know, so he's he's it's his mission to help people that that need this kind of help you know being able to turn things around because of his religious beliefs whatever but at the, but at the price of killing off his family it doesn't matter so it's like a wash i guess i don't know but he he touches her on the leg and her leg jerks so she has a reaction he's like oh it's working i, I can help you and then she says something that really blows my mind she says i don't want any more your stupid injections i don't want to walk nah now, I don't know of a single person that wouldn't want to walk again. I guess under these circumstances, I guess I get what she's saying. It's just the fact that she said, I don't want to walk. It's like, uh, okay. I mean, your leg just jerked. It's pretty awesome. You know, now what he's going to do with you afterwards, I don't know. I'm fairly certain that the dead would jerk if that man put their, his hand on their legs. <laughs> he was he was fairly creepy. And like you said, I mean, I, I he treats her as his daughter, but then it gets a little bit into creepy territory because he's planning on marrying her. And I'm pretty sure it's implied that he does things to her. Yeah, yeah. You don't really see any of that. I don't know if that's just a stuff that was. I'm glad. Out. Yeah, me no, too. I'm glad. I think. I think it, the thing is, it's implied in one scene, and then immediately it shows her waking up. And I assumed it was a dream. I was like, "Whoa, no!" So that didn't just happen. She was dreaming that he's right. that messed up. But then when she gets up, you see that she still has the ring and she still has the same clothes on. So it did actually happen. She just must have passed out because it was so horribly cruel. Yeah, it, it really didn't make a lot of sense because, like you said, it looked totally like a dream sequence. She wakes up, but she does have the ring and stuff. So, yeah. That might be the only like really disturbing thing that might happen in this movie, I guess. But uh, it's still not enough. It to was. Save I it. mean, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. I, I think I think in a movie like this, when you have half the actors who are like, see, like 
classically trained theater actors like John Saxon and stuff. And then you have the other half who are like dollar store actors who you just picked up, you know, down right. at the local theater house. Yeah. I, I think it's really hard to insert this kind of darkness into it. It yeah. seemed a little too dark for this movie. Yeah. And again, it's just they tried really hard. I guess to do something different with it, it just it just <laughs> it just doesn't work, man. It, it's it's not enough bang for the buck. You can kind of see what they were trying to do. They just didn't execute it very well at all. Uh, so out of this, you got uh, wheelchair Annie, uh, Trick and Roy, which is the the brother that's kind of sold for uh, to go get a key uh, so she can get out of there. When she gets out of the room, did you notice the staircase? That she looks down because you know she's just now getting able to walk in. The staircase looks like something out of I don't know a huge apartment building or something. It's like yeah, it didn't look like it would be long in there. It didn't look like it would be in their house. I mean, how big is this house? <laughs> I mean, you know, I think it's maybe a two-level house, but the staircase looks like something out of you know just a, like you would see in a Hitchcock movie or something. You know, so uh, <laughs> that's one thing I was just like, what? That made no sense at all. But again. None of this movie makes any sense. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, with all the things that she's been through, she gets out to a, a broke-down car, gets inside of it, and totally goes nuts because there's some baby alligators in the backseat. Which, they were, they were like, the smallest baby alligators you could probably yeah. even put on set. And I was like, really? Come on, man. Like, you're going to let these, like, little tiny lizards freak you out? Um, yeah, they weren't even big as a lizard. They were, I mean, they were just coming out of the eggs. And she's going crazy over this stuff, man. And I'm just like, yeah, this just doesn't make any sense at all. Because your family's in there getting probably butchered up. You're running around a yard where there's an alligator running around. And you're going to freak out over these little bitty things that are just in here in this car. It's like, do I want to stay out here and, and uh, maybe get a tiny little pinch or bite from these little lizards or do I want to go inside and become part of an SVU episode but coming <laughs> coming out of that you get the incredible Mama Gator POV camera <laughs> <laughs> where you get to see the world through the eyes of an alligator guess, guess what the alligator happens? was actually played by Warwick Davis <laughs> So, so the gator's coming up to her, and she runs or hops or whatever she's able to do at this time. <laughs> Stutter. Guess what she gets into? The trash compactor. So the gator goes in after her. She sneaks out the side door of it and crushes the gator in the compactor. So all this buildup and foreshadowing of the, uh, of the compactor is just so they can kill off an alligator. And you'll find many more Star Wars references in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> um, it, it, so after this she gets into the RV that I assume has never been fixed because they had they had no intention of fixing it they were just going to harvest the family's organs yeah and she gets in there and uh, oh no actually no she doesn't get in there yet she goes and yet. saves the mom first right right well you got her going back in trying to find her family and she finds her mom her brother's head's in a jar that's right so yeah she found him <laughs> I was really, you know, I was actually shocked they killed the kid. I didn't think they would. Yeah. Again, just another attempt to try and do something different, and it still sucks. So, uh, yeah, it did not work. Yeah. But then you get uh, Dale Earnhardt runs upstairs, and Roy's been kind of knocked off, I guess you'd say. And you get this really heartfelt moment. It's almost like a, it could be on Hallmark Channel or something. Kind of sounds like this. Don't die. 
Robot. Wake up. You stupid half-wit. I told you she was a slut. <laughs> I, you know what's funny to me, though? His, his accent and the way he talks. I almost want to believe that in real life he's probably like really like, well, actually, the way I played this role was that I just wanted to really, really, really sink my teeth into Southern culture and really get into what the way they think, the train of thought. You know, I am, I am Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, I was that man. <laughs> because I can't imagine anybody in the world talks like this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. So, uh, April, April, which is the girl's name, I forgot. I just now remembered it, but finds a mama. They're trying to run out. Here comes Dale Earnhardt. And they're they're looking at their dad, who's been you know they bypassed his liver or whatever it is that they did to him. He's got these wires in him and stuff. And dude, I lost it at this point because the, he's saying, "Go get out of here. Go save yourselves." Dale Earnhardt shows up and stands like with his back to John Saxon on that table, <laughs> and he's talking to the girls like he's gonna go get them. You killed my brother and all this stuff, and. <laughs> The, this scene while he's doing this dialogue there's nowhere for it to go nobody's gonna save you and you see John Saxon raising up in the back and it's almost like a jack kind of deal where it raises <laughs> where it raises his bed up so he can get his arms around a guy but it's literally like jack 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 <laughs> it's not a smooth moment up you know it's like a barber's up. chair and, uh, <laughs> and I was just busted out laughing man cause nobody's gonna save you now you can I mean you can imagine in real life you probably hear behind him oh before all the ADR and all the other crazy man I'll tell you what before all the crazy keyboard stings this movie had a lot of them where I thought the keyboards just fell asleep on top of the 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 freaking Roland or whatever he was playing oh man because it just there were sometimes where like the keys were just sound like someone was just laying on them but that was one of them was when Saxon jumped up when he jacked up and jumped on the guy Oh man, we forgot about the Jake being caught on fire. Oh yeah, that's oh, that's a big part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she's laying in the bed, she actually um ends up so. Um, what does she hit him with? Like a lantern? Yeah, yeah. Well, they take her and put her on the operating table or whatever. And he's all upset because of what she's done, and he decides that way. Well, he takes the scalpel and he puts it over the open flame, which is basically just a, a an old coal oil lamp, and. Uh, then he decides, oh, I think some battery acid would be better. And she just grabs the lamp, and his, he's got his back to her, and she just hits him with it. And dude just goes up in flames, man. And he just runs off. It's not like he, doesn't, he doesn't even stay in the shot. He runs out the door. Yeah. And then, of course, she gets up from there, and that's where she finds her mom. And I don't know if her mom's eyes have been removed. I guess that's what happened. I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, because she's got a big bandage. Because she's just, it, it, yeah. well, the blood is just, you can see it's streaming, too. It's not even like it's dried blood. It's just still going. Yeah. And that's where you get your second shot of Elvis, too, is right there in that scene. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but that then that's where uh, John Saxon grabs Dale Earnhardt. And then they get in the RV, and uh, and they clip they clip Dale Earnhardt's car when they're leaving. <laughs> Do you have that clip? Do you have that clip? Mazzarino, you're gonna die. <laughs> Mazzarino, you're gonna die. Hey, we gotta start using I that love- all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's... Montorino! <laughs> you're gonna... 
I don't think Clint Eastwood could have said it better himself. <laughs> How about this? We'll go. That was that was. Do 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 when you're harvesting the body parts, body parts. <laughs> you're gonna die, gonna die. <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so they take off down the highway, and, and Dale gets in his car. Oh, he takes off. He's chasing them. He's trying to, you know, do the whole thing where he hits them in the rear and drive them off the road. But it's an RV. It's a much bigger vehicle than a regular-sized car. So he can't really swerve them off the road or anything. He's trying. And all of a sudden, the girl that couldn't walk, <laughs> could hardly walk at all when she gets better, can now drive like the real Dale Earnhardt for some reason. So, uh, being that she's never driven before, I guess, I'm just assuming because, you know, she didn't have feet to use to push the gas and the brake. But now she's got the ability to outsmart a guy that's been driving and running people off the road forever. And uh, she does this thing where she kind of knocks him off the road and he hits a bulldozer <laughs> and he, he flips over he flips over and then somehow out of brute redneck strength or something he flips his car back over and chases after again and what's I'm gonna tell you right now what I thought because the scenes the way they shot this and the way they reused some of these scenes I thought they shot two different endings and just said screw it we'll leave both of them in right right because it seemed like there was no way he's going to get over wrecking, you know, after hitting the bulldozer. But he does. So what does he hit the second time? She runs him into a logging truck. And his car goes up like it's just, it's, it's like he's driving a truck full of kerosene. <laughs> you think it's over. You think that <laughs> You wish be, it was over. <laughs> you keep thinking, finally, I made it through this piece of crap. And uh, no, no. This whole time, in the RV, she laid her mom in the back, on the couch in the back. And, uh... Underneath there is old Crispy crispy Crisp himself, Jake, who's all burned up, and he crawls out from under the couch. He looks, like, he looks like a burnt hot dog, dude. He looks just like a grilled-out hot dog. Right, yeah. I kept expecting him to say, thanks for the ride, lady. You know, <laughs> kind of look like that. <laughs> and uh, she, see, she sees him come up, so again, with her driving expertise, she slams over the brakes, and he goes flying through the passenger window, into the you know over the front of the RV, then he stands up. So what does she do? She runs him over, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Roy's Roy's not dead. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna say, oh crap! I forgot about that man. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about Roy coming back at the end. <laughs> so Jake, you know, you get you got Dale Earnhardt is burned up in his car. You got Mr. Crispy Face get thrown out and gets ran over. So Jake's dead. But the retarded brother, if you want to say that, <laughs> he was. Yeah, it's fine. He's uh, yeah, he's the one that survived, and you thought he was the first one to get knocked off, but he's not dead. I do love the implication that he tells the dad that he's gonna take real good care of him because he's special. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna fix you up real good, daddy, because you say I'm special. Yeah, I can only imagine he's gonna the dad's gonna have like an arm attached to his head. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that would be interesting. Is what would he do? What would he do to these bodies? That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Because he's he's infatuated with this this Cupid doll that he's got that you pull the string on the back and it talks, but it don't have a head on it. So you yeah, you can imagine <laughs> his idea of fixing things is going to be pretty amazing. I would love to see a sequel to this movie where uh, it's Jake and he's all crispy like a hot dog, but he's in a wheelchair and <laughs> it's kind of like the tables are turned. She's got him in her house. Oh, man. Jake's like, no, not again. <laughs> She's up marrying Roy. <laughs> well, well, just about anything's going to be better than what happened in this movie. So, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's not one I recommend. It's got a few scenes in it that are just totally laughable. Uh, but again, man, the the beauty contest that's that's really all you need to see. That's enough. <laughs> or if somebody made some kind of clip compilation of just that brother <laughs> of all of the times he's just saying just wacky things and trying to be chopped up. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you did to my place, Macarino. Hilarious, man. Movie upgrades. Boy, does this movie need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I thought they could have shaved this movie down from one hour and 40 minutes to a nice 60. That would have been, it would have been bearable at 60, but an hour and 40, they almost hit the two hour mark in this movie. Uh, I, I, I would have settled, but, but I I settled for just the 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I do feel, though, that like there are some movies whenever you see the director's cut, and you're like, yeah, there's a reason this was cut out. I feel like this is the director's cut, and a lot of this could have been just cut right right out. <laughs> yeah, it like, could have made a, a pretty decent little short film, maybe. you know. Nobody told the director no. They, they were just letting him go with it. Just, no, we'll keep it in the film. We'll, no, you, want, you want a bunch of shots of the alligator doing nothing? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and we forgot to mention, too, that... Uh, you do have another big big name actor that jumps in here at that time, so you got Ray Walston that pops in here. So again, you get some 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 big name people in this movie, but uh, it just doesn't pan out very well. And of course, the big scene with him is he comes to pick up the organ. So apparently, he's a buyer, and on his way out, again, you got this alligator just running around the yard. And he freaks out because this alligator's there. Dude's like, Jake's like, hey, man, no problem. I take care of this. And he just reaches in his pocket. He just has a, a piece of raw meat in his pocket all the time. Look at there. He's just hungry. That's all wrong with him. And I'm like, wow. One time he tells him, he's like, he's a kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, again, it's just, it's nuts, man, that, that they try to tie all these things together. You know, you're in Georgia. You're not in Florida, so I don't know why the big deal about the alligators was even brought up. Um, so just I think I think they were just throwing in everything, the yeah. kitchen sink and everything. They were just saying, well, they're down in the south, close to the swamp, but they gotta have well, Florida gators. You know, so there you go. But let's, they're in Georgia, though. I mean, it even says it at the. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> My number one upgrade is said, how about some horror? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go make a horror movie, it probably needs a little bit of that in there. So uh, that was the only thing it kind of, it kind of uh, missed the mark on a little bit. I just thought I thought the horror could have been there if like if the tone wasn't so even uneven with the uh, the brothers. I think if they recast the two brothers as serious roles and not as who they ended up being, you know, yeah. the the dullard and then the uh, Dale Earnhardt guy. I think the movie may have... Ha- I mean, as, I'm not saying it would have been a horror movie or scary or anything, but it would have changed the tone a little bit more, but I think they were just playing it straight up goofy. Yeah. 
Yeah, again, it's it's such a, you know, hey, let's just do what they did in Texas Chainsaw and, and run that direction. And this is your, you know, it's 1990, so you're, you're looking at the age to where all the fun, campy, dark humor horror movies were coming out. You know, Jason was now laughable. The Freddy movies were laughable. So I think they were trying to go that route, but this is just not laughable. The Just listening to the audio of it is funnier than watching it in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, another upgrade is uh, I said include more body <laughs> beauty contest or another contest that that's more fair. Like you could have somebody with limbs missing or somebody on some crutches, you know, just to liven it up a little bit, make it more more fair. <laughs> or at least drop the kickbox the kickboxing uh, portion of the competition <laughs> and pick up all these. She batons. lost that round. <laughs> <laughs> That's what cracks me up is I keep getting disappointed because she lost. I'm like, dude, she's in a wheelchair. I mean, she's, she can't. I mean, yeah. what's she going to do for these? She can't tap dance. I mean. <laughs> It'd be like Joe from Family Guy. They do a, like a whole thing on there where they right. have Joe's like side strings. <laughs> That's classic. Uh, and one other thing, and it's just like what you just said. I said, take about an hour out of this movie. That'd be an upgrade. Oh, man. It just... When I watched this movie, I went into it because most movies like this from this era are easily like 70 minutes. And they're usually like a, a pushing 70 minutes. I mean, like barely pushing 70 minutes yeah. with credits and everything. And this one, when I saw 140, I was like, oh, my God, this movie <laughs> must have a lot of content somewhere in it. Right. But no, it, no, it, it does doesn't. not have it anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what about the good lessons from bad movies? You get anything on that? If, if someone's property has more than 11 vehicles, stay the hell away. <laughs> I don't care if you're in a wheelchair or what. Roll your ass out of there. Yeah, unless, you, unless you're going to a family reunion and you see that many cars, yeah, just uh, go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they rolled up there, the first thing John Saxon should have done was like, all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, see if one of these works and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So He, he wanted to hang around, and, and he, he seemed to be content with them just hanging out at the salvage yard <laughs> my number one lesson what about you man my number one lesson was uh, always remember to have a piece of raw meat in your pocket <laughs> you never know when you're gonna need it <laughs> I also got to always remember eye contact if you want to make it in life and you want to be successful eye contact <laughs> it's always if, if you make eye contact you most likely won't be killed by a, a, an inbred family in, in the middle of Georgia <laughs> very 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 true oh. you got any more? that's all I no that's all I have I got one more one more and it says in, in the words of John Saxon who said I want my liver back liver back liver back <laughs> <laughs> And then you go, duh, 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 duh. Marcarino, you're gonna die. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the best audio samples I've heard in a while. Yeah, we're gonna probably just keep that one on here and use it throughout every movie we do from now on. Remember that time when he said, Marcarino, you're gonna die. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, that, is, that, is, that is so awesome. <laughs> were there, was there anything that made you think, what were they thinking? Oh, what were they thinking? I forgot about that. I definitely, I, uh, there were several times when, when April was tied up in the bed that the way she was saying things, the way she was delivering lines, it just 
reeked of Sherry Moon Zombie, and I was thinking, why did they? What were they thinking casting Sherry Moon Zombie's mom as the lead in this? <laughs> and I have nothing against Sherry Moon Zombie, but but it reminded me of like early Sherry Moon, where like right. the acting was just really stale. Yeah. Um, also, what were they thinking uh, with all the rapey stuff, man? It got a little bit weird. Like there was a scene where where uh, Deal Earnhardt was saying, "I could do anything I want to you," and then he was like, "I could piss on you." Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> that was where you went to first with that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, this whole movie is a "What were you thinking?" <laughs> I mean, yeah. this movie's alternate title. It had an alternate title. Did you see what it was? It, on IMDb, it said uh, "Mega Crypt versus Giant Yokel." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> I don't know, man. Again, this whole movie is just a what were you thinking? I mean, everything about it. Hey, you know, it, it it's almost got that Corman sensibility of, hey, we got a trash compactor and an alligator and some rednecks. Let's make a movie. What, what can we do with this? <laughs> right. That's exactly it. And, Except for they, they did not manage to MacGyver this. This did not work out well for them. No, 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 no. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I mean... This movie should not be this boring. No, and I honestly, where this sits, yeah, where this sits on the bus for me, um, I'm gonna say in the back, man, because I don't think I could watch this again. Yeah, I'm. On, I'm and I don't. I don't think it's the worst thing, but no. I, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's watchable. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty close with you. I'm gonna say one seat from the back. It, it, you know, we got some classic lines in here from this guy, but. Yeah, I have no desire to see it again. <laughs> yeah, the lines alone almost bump it up, but but yeah, yeah, it's just like I said, like you, we, you and I were talking about. I mean, there's so much dead space for the first hour, right? That it's just like, man, you get to something happening. So my question is with this one, because we're talking about making the list, do you put it above or below like Splatter University or or the Last Slumber Party? I honestly, this is just me. <laughs> yeah. I honestly enjoy The Last Slumber Party more than this. I know it's not even, I, I bet this is a better movie if you just took it for, you know, the specs and stuff. I, this movie is definitely a better, or like a, a more well made movie, but enjoyment level, at least Last Slumber Party had stupid stuff happening through the entire movie. Wow. Yeah, and, and I kind of feel the same way, but you know what that means? That means this movie would be on our number one on the list as far Isn't as. Isn't that crazy? Is the, the worst movie we've seen so far. And I. I, I pretty much agree with that. <laughs> sorry, sorry to the person who picked this. If they really like this, no, 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 uh, no. Rob, <laughs> Rob is. I mean, Rob can dig stuff out, man, and, and just make you go, awesome. "Wow!" He showed me uh, another thing that we're going to be looking at eventually. It's called Attack of the Killer Donut. <laughs> so this guy, I mean, Rob, Rob knows his bad movies, and uh, he, I think he lives for them. So uh, good job, Rob. You, you really picked a winner for us or a loser. How do you want to look at this? So, hey, at least it, at least the movie didn't break us. I, mean, I feel pretty good about that. I mean, I got through it. I feel feel pretty good. I, you know, that, that's the thing is we we love to watch the movies you hate, and uh, I didn't hate this movie. <laughs> no, no, I didn't hate it either. It's just uh, it, it could have been a whole lot better. The potential was there. But uh, it just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we're going to take a little short break. We'll be right back. Get out of the way! Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. 
Most effective, your majesty. We'll destroy this earth. Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wall rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hell Ming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Breaking 2? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? <laughs> <laughs> we might destroy the planet if it's Flash Dance. <laughs> Folks, that wraps up another show for us. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, I wouldn't just run out in a hurry to check this movie out. There are some scenes that I think you could actually go and check out and be pretty satisfied as far as getting a giggle out of it. But, uh, yeah, to sit down and watch this, you know, uh, that's why we do this. So you don't have to. We work hard, so you don't have to. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. You can check it out if you want, and you'll totally agree and say yep you know what johnny and rick they were right this is uh this is garbage (laughs) well i mean maybe somebody has already made this or maybe somebody will but if there's a super cut online of the best scenes from this that's all you would need to see (laughs) very true yep but uh, just just do like a five ten minute super cut yeah i I would check out i'd skip like the first two minutes and go straight into the (laughs) just to see the the whole bathing suit contest part just to say that you've seen that because you're not going to see that anywhere else i'm pretty sure (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) and maybe that was part of the humor i mean maybe that was lost on me too i I just i mean it was funny but it wasn't the funny i thought they were going for well i don't even know that they were going for it i think (laughs) i think it's one of those things where you just go wait a minute Are they actually going to have a girl in a wheelchair in a bathing suit in a in a beauty contest? Uh, well, you know what I wonder? I wonder if it's like the movie The Room. I wonder if it's like they they made this movie that they felt was a certain movie they were making, like this revenge guys harvesting these organs for you know for sale, and then it had such a reaction that people they're like, no, it was so it was totally a horror comedy. <laughs> you just didn't you didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> I, I meant I meant to do it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. So there you go, folks. Blood Salvage, 1990. Check it out if you dare. We think it's the worst thing we've seen so far as being on the show. We've already seen some clunkers, so that's saying a lot. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't forget <laughs> to check us out on Facebook. If you got any recommendations, all that good stuff, make sure you chime in. Let us know what you think. But other than that, I believe that's it for this episode. Johnny, you got anything else? No, that's it, man. This was a, this was a fun one. 
All right. Well, folks, that means we're going to tune out, and we will see you next time. Take it easy, yo. Peace.